Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Education Matters. I'm joined today by Miriam, who's going to be part of our Day in the Life series. So first of all, hello and welcome to the podcast, Miriam. And secondly, do tell us a little bit about yourself and your home education journey. Hello, um, thank you for having me on. My name is Miriam. I'm married. I have four children. My eldest is age 17. I have a 16-year-old daughter, a 14-year-old son and a 12-year-old son. I have home educated them all the way from the start. Um, Home education was always an option for me because my mother home educated me for two years uh, between the ages of eight and 11. I home educated my three siblings at the same time as well. So home education was always an option. And partly because I had my children quite close together, when it came to the time to send my eldest to school, I just didn't really feel I needed to do that because I would be at home anyway with three younger children. And so I could carry on teaching him and educating him in the way that I felt was doing him good already without having to send him to school. You were home educated for two years and then your siblings were home educated for longer than that. Is that right? So we were all educated together for two years. My eldest and my second eldest sibling, so I, I'm twin and I have a brother who's one year older than me and another brother who's three years older than me, um, they were educated for an extra two years and then my brother who's one year older for one year because then they went into school at the same time as I went into school at the age of five and then we went back into home education when I was eight and then for two school years until I was 11. And so you went back into school for the secondary years, did you? Yes, that's right. And how was that after your little foray into home education? How was it going back into mainstream school? Can you remember? Well, it's a very long time ago now, and home education was not as accepted then as it is now. It was not as common. I felt I was a bit weird, actually. I felt uh, fitting in with other people at secondary school was quite difficult. And also when I was being home educated, I was quite embarrassed to go out on the street because I thought people might challenge me for not being in school at the right time. I've made an effort to teach my children that that's just tough, that's just other people, and just tell them you're home educated, it's a complete answer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You haven't given them a complicated line to give people when they ask them in shops if there's no school today and that kind of thing. Well, just say they're home educated. And if people say, oh, well, I didn't know you could do that, you go, well, you can. In actual fact, I've found, I don't know about you, I've been doing it quite a long time as well. And I found that when I first started, you got a lot more perplexed looks from people. But nowadays, people seem to see it. I think possibly because of the lockdown, people see it as much more of a standard choice now. So I find I'm not having to explain myself as much, which is quite nice. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, although I think that's partly for my children, at least an age thing. Now that they're older and they're behaving fairly well, then there's less likelihood of challenge. Yeah, they get to the teen years, don't they? And then people aren't really sure what age they are, so they don't want to question them. It's not like when they're little ones running around. Yes. So could you talk us through a kind of classic day in the life? Because you've got four children you're home educating. So what does that look like? What does a standard day look like for you? 
Well, I'm only now educating three children because okay. my eldest has gone to sixth form college and is doing A-levels and is hoping to go to university next year. Um, you didn't so, fancy doing A-levels at home? Well, the ones he wanted to do were not ones that I could have taught. Um, he actually then ended up choosing A-levels that I could have taught, but by that time he'd already chosen to go to sixth form. So I let him do that and I thought if he's going to go to university, that maybe sixth form college would be a good transition for him How's to How's he learn. finding it after home education? How's he finding it? He is move? absolutely fine with it. <laughs> he's enjoyed it, but he's also someone who never gets stressed about anything, and he's just gone ahead and done it and found that the work was fine, dealt with the friendships, just got on with things. That's reassuring. Um, I was speaking to another home educator as part of this podcast series and her daughter, who's home educated, she's just gone to sixth form college as well. And she she was saying how much she's enjoying it as well. So sometimes I think you worry that your children are going to struggle to make that transition into full time education. But invariably, they seem by that age, they seem quite robust as individuals when they've been home educated. I feel 16 is quite a good age. Um, I couldn't speak about every other age, of course. <laughs> so talk us through your standard day with you and your three children at home. So I have to get up at half seven because I want to make breakfast for my son who goes to six form because I feel sorry for him and think, well, we need some human contact with him first thing in the morning. So I get up and make breakfast with him. And sometimes the other children come up as well. We then try and do homeschooling in the morning. Um, and what does that look like? So because they're fairly old now, my 16-year-old daughter mainly retires to her room and does her work on her own on her laptop. She's doing a one-day-a-week at college, mm. uh, which is a, designed as a home education course. And so she's mm. doing four GCSEs in a home education course. And so she gets on with that work on her own. So they give um, her work to do and she gets on and yes. does that in her room. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be complemented by work at home as well, because obviously only one day a week so I teach her some extra English and my friend teaches her extra math so mm. one day a week we do a sort of homeschooling cooperative where we teach those at GCSE level and the younger children get taught at a lower level so that's one day a week but otherwise in the mornings we do school work where she's in her room normally working uh, she sometimes will come down and do art or um, cooking or something and tries to have breaks with the two younger children. And then the other two are now also, I, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed about it, but mainly we work out of books. And so I don't really need to teach them very much myself. So I simply make sure they've got their books open. And if they get stuck, I will help them with maths or English. Or I do do a history lesson with them once a week or so. Is this kind of key stage three that they're doing? What yeah, kind that's of key stage three books. Mm. Yeah. So they just follow. We use the um, So You Really Want to Learn series, which you just I bought secondhand off eBay. And they just work through them. And mm. if they get stuck, I will help them. But otherwise, they're fairly competent at getting on with it themselves. And do they you then stick have... to mostly the curriculum subjects? Yes, I think so. Um I, it's always depended a little bit on what has been available for, via my friends and other homeschoolers. So one of my friends at the moment is doing an environmental management GCSE, which she's aimed at younger children than the GCSE age. So they're doing that with reading information. 
I doing ancient history with my 14 year old because he wants to do that, which is not major curriculum, but mainly I'm sticking on the main subjects. And then my youngest, who's 12, is very good at music. So I'm get, getting um, a student in from Durham University to teach him music on the piano. So it's a whole range of different things. And it's really more a week than a day because I have different things on different days of the week. But I try and do work in the mornings and then in the afternoons, more relaxed time. Although afternoons would tend to start about half one rather than you know 12. And so by the time they've done all that, they, they will have time off or we'll go and see friends or we'll go out for an outing in the afternoons. And we tend not to do any work in the evenings. And what about weekends and holidays? Do you go all the way through? So since my son's gone to sixth form, we tend to follow the school holidays, partly because we're going on holiday during the school holidays, and I don't expect them to do work when we're away. In the past, I've done work with them during the school holidays because we've had holidays during school time because it was cheaper. Yeah. And then I've said, well, you've got an extra couple of weeks to make up, so we're going to do some extra work. But normally we would still have a break because I think it's good for them to have a break as well. And have you always done kind of structured homeschooling? Yes, I think I have. I find it easier. I found it easier when they were young to say, right, I want you to sit down and do something. Because if you don't get them to sit down and do something, then you still have to look after them and they're making a mess of your house. Um, <laughs> so I found structured was actually more helpful. And it also would mean that when they weren't doing structured work, if they started being um, too badly behaved and trashing my house, I'd be like, right, well, we can always do some more maths. At which point they would find that playing was easier without being so disruptive. I've always found structured more helpful for me. And um, one thing I probably would say about homeschooling is I think it's essential that your children obey you. If your children are not obeying you on a regular basis, I mean, we sometimes have to cajole them and, and encourage them. But if they're regularly just not obeying them, you just can't home educate, in my opinion. You just cannot do it. Because how can you get way. them to do any work? Mm -hmm. They just say no. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? All the different approaches to home education, because I think that's one thing that this series has taught me, although I think it's impossible to be a home educator and not realise there's a million different approaches to it. But it's really interesting, all the variant approaches that there are, that all these home educators all approaching things in a slightly different way. And I also am quite structured in my approach and always have been for a similar reason to what you said, in as much as I found it, it gave me a bit more time to myself. And it also enabled me to uh, not have quite so much chaos in the house. And I have to admit, I, I have also been guilty of the threat of, well, if you know, if you don't want to play nicely, we can always do always fit in another geography lesson. <laughs> it's amazing yeah. how quickly they want to play nicely then. <laughs> yeah. I think very much homeschooling comes out of the home educator's personality. You can only really home educate the way that your personality is. You can't do another system. You have to do your own system. Yeah, I was talking to an, an unschooler and I, I've actually done a podcast on unschooling with Heidi Fisher. And I said, what about people like me who like to be quite controlling? And she said, well, she's the same. And it just is very difficult. You have to sort of constantly battle your your natural inclination to be quite controlling whereas I think structured home education it helps doesn't it it helps if you're a bit that way yourself because it it enables you to thrive in the structure do you think your children also thrive with structure 
I think some thrive more than others. So my 14-year-old loves having a timetable and writes his own timetable and tries to follow it and then complains when I'm not following it. Um, <laughs> whereas I think my daughter would be quite happy with no structure at all and would probably get on with doing quite a lot of work anyway. I think my 12-year-old doesn't really like structure but would do absolutely no work if I didn't have a structure. Do you think that if um, if she was given long enough, like a year or two years, that eventually she would find her way towards learning through some sort of intrinsic motivation? Or is that just, do you think that just wouldn't happen? My daughter already has quite a lot of intrinsic motivation and, would, and reads a lot. She's a reader, so she would learn lots anyway that way. And she's also quite happy to, to work having been given a task she just doesn't like me as she sees it on her, her case. She prefers to be left alone to do it. So that's mm. how that works. And as she's got older, I've been happier doing that because of, I'm trusting her more to actually complete the work. I think it helps as well when they go on to further education and possibly university, if they've got used to being in charge of their workload. Yeah, I think it will actually sets them up for independent study very well. I think in life, you have to learn to discipline yourself. I mean, that's what parents are there for, to teach you that until you get to the age where you can do it yourself. And I've got one last question for you, Miriam, and that is, I'm asking everybody this, and I spring it on them at the end of the podcast because I like to get their spontaneous reaction. So if you were to sum up your home education life in three words, what words would they be? Ooh. Um, uh, hard work, but fun. I like or that. Or hard work, but worthwhile. I think that counts as five, but I'll let you off. Yeah. <laughs> because some of those That's are conjunctions. Right? <laughs> it's fine. Hard work, but worthwhile. I think that's yeah. good. That's super. Thank you so much, Miriam. It's been really, really interesting talking to you today. And it's it's so lovely to speak to somebody with um, you know, a different approach to home education and one that other people may think, well, I, you know, I could never do it in such a structured way. And then other people, I'm sure, will be listening to this and really resonating with what you said. So thank you yeah. so much for joining me today. It's been really yeah. helpful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Home Education Matters podcast. See you at the next one. Have a lovely day.